Hello and welcome to On Wednesday's We Wear Black with me, Sophie Kay. Yes, Min Suman. And we have a special guest. <gasps> Cassie, the CEO of My Chemical Romance, is here joining us today. Truly invented My Chemical Romance. Like, I know the other guys play in the band, but Cassie <laughs> is the chemical romance. <laughs> I like that. My Cassie Romance? My Cassie Rome no, Sophie. That sounds that weird now. <laughs> that sounds like one of those, you know, those um, those erotic books, like, and it's a man on the cover and he's got his wind blowing in the hair while he's like, My Cassie Romance, <laughs> Casanova in Spain, like, oh my god, Hi, Cassie. I'm gonna start calling myself Cassie Nova now. Fuck, ah! Cassie Nova. I love. <laughs> oh my, how have you just made that up? That is amazing. I know, I'm genius, I know. <laughs> I, I don't feel like you did, I feel like Cassie did, but okay, we move. Um, <laughs> so, Cassie is joining us today because my Chemical Romance tour is finally happening and pretty much 90% of articles you'll read right now or in the past 10 years have been written about my Chemical Romance, were probably written by Cassie. Yes, yes. I, I may have made that step up, but we move. No, it's true. It's true. I back it. We have no solid proof of that, but all other articles that aren't written by Cassie don't matter. I will say that when I have to go back and research something, like if someone asks me something, I'm like, ah, shit, like that's a weird pull. Like, uh, I know I know that, but I don't know where I know that. I'll Google it and I'll find myself. Like I find my blog or I find some weird article I wrote. (laughs) I love that. Tell us, Cassie, who, like, if someone was to come up to you and said, you, what is your qualification to write an article about My Chemical Romance? What would you tell them? Um, I would say I, I actually wrote it in the new article I wrote for AP, just analyzing the new song, um, that I have been studying this band for almost 20 years. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, and I, I started back when the internet was still like Sophie. You know, I've heard you talk about the olden days. What do you mean? I am only twenty-two. <laughs> well, um, so yes. back in the day, back in uh, the day, I had to stop myself from being like twenty years ago. I was three. Oh yes, man, I hate you. <laughs> so oh man, why would you do this? Cassie's nice enough to come on the show. <laughs> Sorry. I'm already getting hurt. Um, It's fine. Um, But yeah, I, back in the day, like the internet was really shitty. We had like one grainy picture of the band that we could find. And it was like everyone's everything. Um, And I wanted to know, I've always, if I like something, I like, like it. Uh, Mm. So I wanted to know everything about them. And I feel like starting that research in a platform that at that time was very slow to navigate wow, and very yeah. yeah like hard to find shit um I think that set me off on a path of just when I research I research as if I'm on dial-up you know like I, yeah. I go in <laughs> wow yeah because that is Yasmin you won't understand this but the internet I understand nothing but yes go on the, back then we didn't use the internet as much as it's used now so by proxy there just wasn't as much there was a lot out there but it wasn't as honed to audiences mm-hmm. and so it was it was a lot harder so you used to you used to research and find out everything about my chemical romance i assume you've seen them live a lot 
Um, yeah, I actually downloaded that concert archive app that's super fun and cute. Um, and I, I went through and I tried to track all of them. I think I'm at like 25 times now. Wow. Yeah. And I assume you've probably got a lot of collectible merch. What would you say is your most collectible My Chemical Romance items? Oh, man. I also wrote an article about this. Uh, <laughs> she has Gerard Way's birth certificate in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like Framed. one of the first things that you could find like back on the old internet was Gerard Way's driver's license. Really? Yeah. Wait, you bought his driver's license? No, 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 no. It was like <laughs> one of the low quality images that we had like back then. Oh. Yeah, his 2003 driver's license was on the internet. Okay, and good, because that sounds everyone, less illegal. Yeah, it, it's bonkers. That's how everyone found out where, like, his house was, where they filmed the Not Okay video, the first one. Wow. But, uh, yeah. So did what you, did you ask me again? My, my, the question, now I've got a new question, but my question was, what's your most collectible item of... of Merchandise. Merch or collectibles. Merch. I feel like everyone is always really excited about the action figures, um, I have a full set of the regular ones and I have a zombie version of Mikey Way. Oh, wow. And I bought them back when they were only available at Hot Topic and Spencer's. I don't know if you guys have a Spencer's. No, Spencer's we have nothing not like that. No. England's not fun. Wait, what is Spencer's? <laughs> so Spencer's... <laughs> Spencer's so you know, fun. like, when people have, like, magic eye posters and a lot of, like you know drug posters and so this had like drug stuff um sex toys prank gifts and also random band merch sophie it's like camden market how deep did your fandom go because you said that you saw his house and where it was from his driver's license and I can bet money if Yasmin knew where Caleb Shomo's house was they'd probably just go stand outside it no, and scream. No I wouldn't. Yes you would. I, no I wouldn't. Don't deny it just because him and his wife too just because you're not. going to just because you're now in the industry and you know that you're going to meet him more and more you're trying to deny it. <laughs> I don't want no you're planting the seed people who work with him are going to be like yeah you know mm. that random person in the corner over there well, they want to find out where you live. I don't want him to think that, Sophie. You might be too young for this, but do you remember the episode of Simpsons where Homer Simpson just screams for the whole episode? That yeah. would be that would be you interviewing Caleb Shomo. <laughs> Caleb Shomo, actually, and I only screamed when it ended. <laughs> Thank you anyway, very much. Did did you go to did you go to Gerard's? Was it Gerard's driver's license? You didn't go. No, no, it was his uh his mom's house. Um, some people like when they make their pilgrimage to New Jersey to just go to all of the My Chemical Romance spots, which happens. Um, they'll take a picture like on the curb because there are scenes in the music video where you like see the house. So it's like I'm at the Not Okay house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. But how many times have you met them though? Oh Jesus. Um, well, I started meeting them in 2005 from the first time I passed out at Warp Tour, got taken Fun. to first aid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, it, it's a 
kind of a silly story. Like I've told it a few times, but basically they pulled me out of the crowd and were like, I started stumbling and the guy was like, oh, I think you've had a heat stroke. Like you need to go to first aid. So he drug me under the stage where they were still standing. So I'm being like stumbling underneath this stage and the band standing there like smoking and I'm delirious because this is the first time I'd ever seen them up close. And I remember just yelling, Gerard! Oh my God. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah. And then I fell down on a loading ramp and hit my knee on some part of the drum set. So I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, I have a piece of their drum set in my knee. (laughs) Right. Amazing. I love it. I was sitting in first aid and they were like maybe like 30, 50 feet away from me. And I was just staring at them like, I want to go meet them. I want to go meet them. And then uh, Gerard walked by and I was like, Gerard. And he came over. It was so like cute and wholesome. He like asked the people at the tent, like, hey, can I can I come in here? Like, I'm allowed to come in here. Yeah. He was really sweet. And then I was obviously shaken after that, like literally shaking. And Mikey walked by and he came over too. And then I guess after that, because they're always like, they're aware that their fans get hurt (laughs) at shows. And they're always kind of sympathetic to that. But I guess that after their set, after that, they would always go to the first aid tent and check on kids. Oh, wow. That would be, that would be me going... Uh, excuse me, I fell down and I uh, sprained my my collarbone in my ankle, and so I, I need to go to first my organs. Please, yeah. there's a splinter in my wee wee. Please come help me. Um, so what we're gonna do today is because we've got Cassie here. Who is it right, Cassie? That you are like big in the fan clubs as well. So you're on top of a lot of the facts and what's around, and you've been writing articles. You've got the inside gossip. Um, So we're going to ask you to try and educate us because this is technically an an episode of I Googled. And Yasmin and I do these episodes where we act like we know what we're talking about (laughs) and we tell people facts that we call facts that are wholly not true. (laughs) Because we get so many emails from people who say, you guys just Googling more than five minutes would have helped you have more information. So today we thought we'd bring you actual information by bringing... Cassie on so what we did is we just googled Cassie Cassie that's that's, instead of googling my chemical romance and delivering facts we just googled Cassie and brought you Cassie it was easier it was less work for us it was easier I will say this you guys kept sending us emails so here you go we got the expert now we're gonna just chat a bunch of shit to somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about and Cassie's probably gonna get sick of us there we go so First of all, we do get a lot of um, Yasmin's people, uh, the baby emos, who are new to My Chemical Romance. They they are fans, they are big fans, um, but probably are quite new to the emo world, so don't know much about My Chemical Romance, if they're being completely honest. Where would you tell them? Which, which album should they start with? Oh, that's hard. Isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? Mm, mm, hmm. Um, hmm. This is the kind of question where if you ask someone in the band, they go, well, you just start with the first track of the first album and listen until you get the last track of the most recent album. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's kind of where I'm going because their albums are, they're, 
albums are conceptual, all of them. Um, and the first two, especially Bullets and Revenge, follow the same storyline. I feel like you, like I, my first thing that I listened to was Revenge, but I went and I quickly found Bullets. But in order to immerse yourself in the narrative, if that's what you're interested in, I know a lot of people just want to listen to it in the abstract and that's great too. Um, but if you actually want to follow the narrative, I would say Bullets and Revenge and then follow it as you would. I, I, yeah, do it in order. Do it in order, I think. But it also kind of depends on what brought them to the scene because the albums mm. are all pretty different. So someone who likes, and this is the case for a lot of people, like someone who enjoys the sound of bullets might not necessarily, you know, mesh with danger days. Mm. So, interesting. Hmm. Do you know what's interesting though? I was listening because I got an old car, so I've had to buy CDs recently. So I've been listening to CDs, found some Michael Romance CDs in, in the shop, bought those. And it was interesting re-listening to them because now I listen to music on Spotify, so it'll be on shuffle and the odd song comes in here and there on playlists. But to sit and listen to albums was interesting because it reminded me how much heavier my chemical romance were than they're kind of portrayed as, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're coming from a place where, you know, Frank was bringing a lot of Black Flag Gerard and Ray were, you know, they were they were listening to Iron Maiden, like, and Misfits, and you know, Mikey. Interestingly, was more into like Brit pop and stuff. So all of these elements came together, and a lot of them were heavier than most of what, you know, the scene was doing. Mm. There's like, I would say, not very little indie influence it's like just yeah. hardcore punk metal and some like new age stuff <laughs> well they didn't like being called emo did they no no they did not um a lot of that is largely because they they didn't identify with the scene like they never felt like they fit in and there were a lot of things happening in the scene that they didn't really jive oh Sorry. It's time. It's time. Time to time. Uh, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of things going on in the scene that they didn't agree with. They were always sort of speaking against like what, what kind of stuff? Like hyper masculinity, um in emo. homophobia, being yeah. disrespectful to women. Yeah. Like they were I would I, I would say one of the first bands in the scene to really like get on stage and say, hey, if you're racist, if you're sexist, if you're homophobic, you don't fucking belong here. Like, mm -hmm. break our CD. We don't want you. Yeah, because, yeah. Sophie, if you think about it, like, in the early 2000s, whilst there was a lot of, like, hyper-feminine men, there was a lot of toxic masculinity and, and men being like, fuck bitches, I love, I love having sex, and I hate women in a lot of their emo songs. And My Chemical Romance yeah. were kind of just adjacent to that. Like, they just didn't even didn't even scratch that because it was just weird to do that Could what year are we talking about here like 2006 earlier isn't it earlier yeah way earlier this is oh. um this will have been 2004 2005 and probably before that um 
So it wasn't even what we call emo today and what we associate. In, in a sense, they created the new emo. Would that, would you say I mean, that? I, yeah, I can definitely hear their influence in a lot of stuff now, for sure. Um, they always said like, you know, we're a rock band. That's it. Like, we don't mm. really identify with this. And the big thing that they didn't identify with and that they wanted to push back against was in 2006, the fucking Daily Mail <laughs> yeah. took uh, the story of, unfortunately, a young girl's suicide and kind of said this emo thing, this band, My Chemical Romance, like this is causing this. The, the headline of that was literally the sinister cult of emo. And I remember because people went outside of the Daily Mail and protest and there's photos of like emo kids just sat outside the Daily Mail going, rawr, I hate you guys. And it's just so, so 2006. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my friends went to that. I remember actually being on the message boards. Why? Sorry. <laughs> You're popular. Look, Cassie's popular. <laughs> can't help Damn. it okay 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 i'm gonna turn those off too but um a lot of my friends actually went to that daily mail protest really? and i remember them organizing themselves on the message boards like okay here we go we're gonna meet at this place at this time we're gonna wow. walk from here to here i remember there was an arch involved i don't know what that is but uh yeah marble arch maybe marble arch but probably what's interesting is because when you look back at this time, so around around that era, I listened to My Chemical Romance, but I wasn't a diehard fan. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the things that people don't realise today, even though I get classed as a quote unquote elder emo, if anyone asked me if I was an emo, I'd be like, oh, I'm not an emo. <laughs> Despite having like wearing all black and having the, the, I had stripy gloves, I had the works. But it was, um, it was a real dedication to be an emo and some people who listen to music that is almost classed as emo today like more metal which is what I was into at the time I guess um it was it was a different time wasn't it it was totally different to how it is now it wasn't it wasn't cool to be in any of these subgenres. and when you were in your subgenre, you didn't really cross into the others mm. and it's weird it's hard to explain to people now isn't it Whereas I'm a, I'm a genre whore. Like, I don't really know what I listen to. I listen to the the mix of emo and metalcore that happened in, like, 2010, the whole screamo movement. That was that was where my heart was at. That The crabcore wa- wave was for me, baby. Chef kiss. <laughs> chef kiss. It was, it was a weird time. Like, I remember people, and people still do it today, who are, like, of a certain age, remember this, and they'll still make this joke, and it's just not funny. Um but they used to always be self-harm jokes all the time. Ooh. And as someone who had actually self-harmed, it was like the most shaming thing. And so I used to pretend I wasn't into emo music just in case anyone saw my scars and things like that. It was a it was a weird time to be alternative. Yeah, yeah. Especially like I was 13, 14 at the time, which is when mental illness generally mm. starts to manifest. And like you, Sophie, I was, you know, using self-harm as a coping mechanism um, pretty heavily. Uh, And, you know, it had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with, I can't process what's happening in my brain and my body and it's too much. And this is the only way I know to take focus away from that, basically. Mm. And the fact that they were blaming this band that actually brought me so much hope and who has such a 
fighting message and such a, you know, be yourself, fucking stand up, like, we're in this together, you've mm. got this. Like, they were the thing that was helping me. You know, the the, the mental illness was, it's just brain chemistry, you know? Yeah, yeah. The mental illness is like the thing that's, it's like the weight around your ankles while you're drowning, but they're like the raft that's holding you afloat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was really beautiful because it's true. That's what music had for a lot of us. And I think, so if we move on to like the the more as the quote unquote elder emos. I class myself as an elder emo today because let's be honest, I was, yes, I was a metalhead as well, but I was like, I was also an elder emo. Like you can't, I, but I was, people, you wouldn't admit listening to Killswitch Engage and Fallout Boy. Like you just couldn't do that. You had to pick a lane. You had to pick a lane. Um, so tell us some facts that some of the people who were around the first time, some of the big things that happened in the world of My Chemical Romance. Do, 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 do. Hmm. Well, I think we kind of discussed one, the whole fuck the Daily Mail thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went on stage at Reading and Leeds and actually led a chant of fuck the Daily Mail. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder what year that was. We'll have to Google that later. 2008. Yeah, something like that. Um, a lot of these instances that you're bringing up do seem to be over in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is that? Because normally everything happens in America. <laughs> no, it's it's different with them. Um, they always say, have always said, the UK got us first and the UK gets us the most. Like, they feel very, very connected to the UK. That's hey. like Black Veil Brides. Black Veil Brides say the same thing. We're special. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a fanfic right now and Jared Way is just in love with the entire UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean okay. it's true. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yasmin. Um so let's talk about fanfics, because there must have been. Did you ever write fanfics? Because I know Yasmin has written a few in, in their day. I did. I wrote Pierce the Veil fanfiction. <laughs> One day we're gonna do a reading of those. No, we're not. Oh my gosh. Yes, we are. We are. Are they still no, up there, Yasmin? No. Um, no. I, I was never like a fan fiction per- person. I think because I was so focused on the facts and getting the facts and preserving the facts and like, you know, keeping everything straight. Okay. Um, I've, I've read some of them. I honestly can't really remember them, but... I do know there's the My Immortal story, which I read later in life and just laughed my fucking face off the entire time. Um, What's the My, the my Immortal story? <laughs> it's like a Harry Potter crossover. No, what? A what? What? Yeah. And the girl's name is like uh, Raven Desdemona. Oh, God. Or, or, no, it's Ebony Dark apostrophe ness way something something like that it's like it became a meme online because it was such a weird <laughs> fan fiction that's so crazy wow. i wow. love this are you into fan fiction at all um mm, i not i'm trying to think because i know that there are fan writers that i like 
But um, so much of the My Chemical Romance fan fiction is you know, ship ship thick, you know, where they're, you know, oh, making the band members fuck. Yeah, <laughs> really? incest ones, it's weird. Uh, oh, gross. God, Waycest. Oh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Waycest? Yeah. It's called Waycest. I think we need to do a fanfic episode, My Chemical Fanfic with Cassie. Oh, oh, oh no. Traumatized <laughs> yeah. enough, Sophie. We don't need to do that to this poor, poor woman. <gasps> I have a question before you continue. Cassie, what was your MySpace song? My MySpace song was always Vampires Will Never Hurt You. Yes! Wow, good, yes! nice. Yes! What was your layout like? Um, Mine was, I, I actually, that's how I learned HTML. <laughs> so I, uh, I would just like make images, like really shitty, shitty images and like make those my background and stuff. Um, I think mine was pretty standard though because of ADHD and needing to be able to navigate. <laughs> Do you still have like a screenshot of it or anything that we can share? I found I found a screenshot of it when my name was was it uh Demolisha the Venomous? Like I turned oh Demolisha my God, into a I name. Love that. <laughs> or it was uh Demolisha Venom or something. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Um, a chemical fan cast they're uh, a fan cast obviously um, I told them that and they said that it should be my wrestling name if I'm ever a wrestler Demolisha. and now you're C- Cassie Nova Cassie, Cassie Nova yeah now I'm Cassie that's, Nova though. that's how it goes <laughs> yeah, we're going to try and hit you up for some of those pictures to share with the people that listen to this podcast but um, so you had you had your MySpace what was the question before that, Yasmin? I was saying, oh yeah, what was the Yasmin? What was the things that you found when you did Google My Chemical Romance? Yeah, I am. I am a bit of an MCR slut. Paramore comes first, though. I was a para whore for life. Um, but, <laughs> Disagree, but okay. Okay, whatever. Ho, not looking at you. Can't see you. Sorry, I haven't got my I haven't got my glasses on to see the haters right now. Um, <laughs> I googled My Chemical Romance and do you know what came up? I've been on Twitter recently because obviously they're playing their Milton Keynes shows um, and they released merch for the Milton Keynes shows and one of them is a porn star that has a My Chemical Romance tramp stamp and now I want a My Chemical Romance tramp stamp. Oh my goodness. What? What is this? There's somebody with a My Chemical Romance tramp stamp, Sophie, a a gay porn star. So a gay porn star and a tramp stamp for anyone who doesn't know is a tattoo, a lower back tattoo. So there is a, there is a, is is this a a male porn porn star with a penis? It's a male gay porn star. Okay. Male gay porn star who has a tramp stamp for My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Yeah. This was bonkers. I, so... Uh, Rock Sound tweeted something like they they tweeted the merch stand and they were like, isn't this the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? And I like zoomed in and the shirt has kind of like an orange cast and it was a little hard to see. And it looked like a mannequin with a tramp stamp. And I was like, um, if that's a mannequin with a My Chemical Romance tramp stamp, absolutely. This is the best thing I've ever <laughs> seen. And um and then people started replying to me like, this is this guy. Um, I think his name's like Mickey, Mikey, something. I can't remember. But the band actually approached him about doing it. Um, he said that it was Mikey Way's idea. And Amazing. Yeah. And they like, I guess they were very like collaborative and very into it. Like they were like, 
let's do this. And he tweeted something about like, hey, I got this tattoo 10 years ago and now look where I am. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So, so there's gonna be children walking around with a with a porn stars tramp stamp on their t-shirt. Chef kiss. Chef fucking that kiss. Is amazing. That is that not the epitome of my chemical romance? Hey, Daily Mail on the phone. <laughs> Oh um, my gosh! No, no, don't, don't tell wow. the Daily Mail. Just sh- anyway, okay, cool. Happened. That's that's a that's an interesting one. I found one as well when I googled Yasmin. Did you know? Did you know about um, Cat, Eliza, and Cat Lindsay and Eliza? Are they are they names of fans or, or cats or pets? Two or? of them are Gerard's exes. Oh. Kathy, I'll let you tell. The story, because have I made this up? See, I've made it up already. Cassie's already pulling faces. Yeah, no, I I honestly... Okay, so back on the MC Army message boards, like, we had a rule, and I really loved it, where mm. it was like, don't talk about their personal lives. Really? Is there anything oh. else that before we go that you would put, if you had to put in your book, writing up about my chemical romance, what are you like... Fuck, if you guys write a book, you've missed this chapter. Hmm. One of the the things... Are you about to sing, Yasmin? What what Cassie's thinking? (laughs) No, I'm not going to sing to her. Like, in between, like, lift music. I'm not okay. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, One of the big things that I think is kind of integral to the attitude that My Chemical Romance has that some people who are younger or are just finding the band might not understand was it was not like this back in the day. It was My Mm. Chemical Romance against the world. Mm, So when you're hearing those songs where they have this fighting spirit and they're saying, you know, us against them, us against the world, that's what it was like. Like there weren't swarms of people like, well, there were, there were still like voracious fans, but general public, it was, you know, spitting like homophobic rhetoric about them, um, making fun of their fans because they were little girls, Mm -hmm. like being just generally shitty about My Chemical Romance. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that if we glaze over that part of their history, some of that fighting sort of spirit becomes, it it feels disingenuous at that point. When you think of someone who is massively popular and you think about them being, having this us versus them, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. But it, it was, it definitely was. And all of, well, not all of us, but a lot of their fans were, people who are going through things and they found solace in their music. So we were fighting against our own minds, people who are making fun of us, you know, the, all the things that hurt you. And um, I think that's important. I think it's really important. And some people, when I talked about this on um, Twitter one time, like I wrote a whole thread people were saying like no it was never like this it was never like this and yes. i'm like oh my god and i'm like no like you you don't know <laughs> and some people were saying like oh this person never got over being bullied when they were 14 i'm like it's not even that it's not even that <laughs> Do you know because what? i wasn't 
I'm like, feeling you right art now. Kids in art class and theater and shit, you know. This I am feeling you right now simply because I am currently <clears throat> in a war on TikTok <laughs> because I started I started making videos because I find on TikTok people go, oh, let's celebrate black people who invented rock. Let's go back to Sister Rosetta Tharp. Oh, and now we have Willow. And it's like there's been loads of bands in between who have paved the way for artists like Willow. So let's recognize all of those bands in between. Did a series on that. Um, did a uh, uh, one about Skunk and Ancy. Mm. And I said... As a, a black queer woman uh, leading a rock band, it's hard enough as a woman, a black person, a queer person, put all of those things together. And she was like fronting this band that sold five million records and headlined Glastonbury Festival. Um, it must have been difficult for her. That's all I said. It must have been difficult yeah. because it was the 90s. The amount of people I have had in my comments saying... <laughs> A, Yasmin, you'll love this. One person said, this generation just don't know what it was like in the 90s. Um, I'm like, amazing, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. But loads of people basically telling me that I don't understand and that the 90s wasn't that long ago. And you're right, Cassie, because the 90s, the noughties, even up until I'd say around 2016... There wasn't these conversations around mental health, gender, sexuality, mm. rape, all of these things just weren't happening. To be fair, fangirl as well was such a dirty word. Like people yeah. used to make fun of fangirls. If you so like the thing is with the internet, there's always a paper trail of this stuff. If you just Google 2000s emo memes there's all these really homophobic memes really sexist mm. memes making fun of little girls and like it's usually because that was the time where metalheads and emos hated each other in the 2000s so there's always these memes of metalheads being like "Ooh, we're all big and tough and you guys are just your fans are just screaming girls and it's like yeah but those screaming girls paid their bills motherfucker and then they grew up and still pay their bills like i there was so much hatred towards women queer people and people of color just for enjoying emo music and being emotional and being in their own feelings. Um, and I feel like My Chemical Romance and a few other bands at that time created a space where you could be in your feelings about this stuff and not have to, you know, just suck it up. I feel like it was hate for everyone as well because, like, there were a lot of skinny emo boys who were, yeah. who were made fun of and they were, you know, white males. But also I feel like a lot of the quote-unquote metalheads who used to spout this shit did it from a place of such self-hatred because they were getting hatred from other parts of society. And it was just like this this thing where it was cool to hate other people if they didn't conform. Right, I hated it. I, I, mm. I hated the fact that we hated everyone. <laughs> and now it's like, it's cool to not conform. So you'll get people in a My Chemical Romance t-shirt who have never listened to My Chemical Romance. And I know I don't shouldn't gatekeep and blah, 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 blah. But... I find it weird that now we live in this time where everything's so open that it's better to be in a group that are sidelined and sometimes people don't realise the struggle of what it was like as an so I've really, I've really loved everything you said, Cassie, basically is what I'm saying. This has been therapy for Sophie. It's been therapy. It's been therapy. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that I could um, voice that. Obviously, you know, as a white girl, like I haven't had it quite as hard as you guys might have. But, but you still had your own struggles. Like I'm sure there's men who've laughed in your face and been like, "Oh, you listen to My Chemical Romance? They're a pussy band." And it's like, well, yeah. they fucking rock. Fuck you. <laughs> the struggles so first, are different, but with mental health yeah. struggles, there is 
the worst part I find, um, and this is probably why we've always understood each other, Cassie, is that you can have your struggles, like I can have my struggles for my skin colour, for my gender and all of those, but often at times nothing is harder than the struggle I am creating myself within my own brain. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing that drowns me day to day. And so I think that's what united a lot of us. Anyway, that's me. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yes, there was uh, at my first My Chemical Romance show, I was waiting in line and with my friend, I was so excited. I was wearing My Chemical Romance t-shirt under a My Chemical Romance hoodie. Like I was ready. Like I had gotten them all for my 15th birthday, like the tickets, the shirt, the hoodie. And I was like, yeah, I'm going in. I'm so excited. And this man behind me was like, I was like fucking all these MCR fangirls. And I remember kind of like covering up my shirt and sort of like, Aww. you know, just kind of being like, oh, I mean, now I would turn around and say something yeah. to that man. But yes. <laughs> back yeah. then, you know, as a child, it's uh, it's kind of like, oh, man, like this person's like older than me. Like they're really cooler than me. Like. Am I doing something wrong? And that kind of (laughs) sort of started fueling this thing where I eventually wrote an article for AP called In Defense of the Fangirls. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully helped kind of bring those things to light and um, start a new conversation about being a fangirl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and um, they're... uh, former manager Lauren Valencia who uh actually passed away um uh we were I was at a show and I remember one of the things we did was she like walked me to the side stage to get past security um I had found out earlier that my friend's boyfriend actually had just walked right past security and was standing up there um no questions asked and meanwhile lauren you know arguably one of the most powerful people on the tour gets stopped and checked like thoroughly and i i just remember that being like fuck like damn (laughs) that's oh do you know what it happened um it's happened to yasmin and i when we were together happened recently um, and it's it's fucking infuriating. Um, and yeah, anyway, it happens still, but we're fighting it. And it, it's, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed this chat. Yeah. I've and really you know what? Most of the people at my current job at Tragic Hero Records are young women. And Woo! yeah, and the, the faces are changing. Like, and soon we will be so powerful. It'll be fucking undeniable and we can just fucking spit in all our faces. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what? I think that has happened a lot and it's, um, there has been a shift. Like there was always PRs and photographers that were often, like, there would obviously be one or two photographers, but mainly PRs that were female. And yeah, now more, there's more and more women coming through. Woo. Woo. Um, and it's good. It's good just to see the diversity. So, that was fun talking about my chemical romance mm-hmm. let us know what you think let us know come and send us messages to say hi to cassie we are going to harass cassie and try and get a copy of her myspace homepage to so you can we can see some of that html 
Um, but we are going to, we've kind of done words of wisdom. Should we still do one line of words of wisdom, Yasmin? What are you saying? I don't, hmm. My words of wisdom are. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, even if you don't know the band shirt, just wear it to piss off people. <laughs> okay. I disagree with you, but okay. Cassie, have you got any words of wisdom to end? Yeah. Um, I guess mine would be, don't be afraid to show your passion for something. If you love something, love it with all your heart. Love it loudly. Yes. Amen. Nice. Amen. And my words of wisdom are, I don't hate Machine Gun Kelly fans. I just hate Machine Gun Kelly. Same. Same. <laughs> Like his fans can do, they're young, they're doing their thing, but he is not my chemical romance and he will never be anything <sighs> or provide anything. <laughs> Close. There we go. All right, so to give us a follow, it's um, Yasmin at We Wear Black. Uh, what is it? You can follow us at We Wear Black Pod on Twitter and Instagram, We Wear Black Pod at gmail.com. You can follow me at Yasmin Suman X on everything. I am at I am Sophie K on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And Cassie, what's yours? Um, I am at Poison and Fire on TikTok and Instagram, or not TikTok, Twitter and Instagram. And I do have a TikTok, but I think my name's different there. I think it's Cassie the Venomous. Cassie the Venomous on TikTok. I'm going to check it for you. I'm going to check it for you because let's get this right because people definitely need to give you a follow. Yes. Yes. Right now, I I actually noticed that a couple of my top videos are of me literally crying about my chemical romance. Amazing. And I, you know, I didn't mean for that to be my brand, but I'll take it. Cassie the Venomous crying about my chemical romance since 2004? Three? Yeah. Two? One? No, it's 2004. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much, Cassie, for joining us this week. And hopefully you will come on again very soon. Oh, absolutely. I would love to. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. You were listening to On Wednesdays We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.